Just a good old podcast. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you ever heard. Been a fan of the show since day one. Straightening the critics. Flattening the lies. Someday censorship might get them, but social media never will. Making their way the only way podcasters know how. That's just a little bit more than some people will allow. We're good old podcasters. Our fans love us. But we, but we don't, don't understand, understand why they keep showing bad things, things but not our show on TV. Welcome to the Ridge Raiders Podcast Show. We're your host. I'm Scott Clark. And I'm Rebel Lee. This week we're going to be discussing, reviewing Dukes of Hazard Episode 4, The Repo Men, originally aired February 16th, 1979. Absolutely. And this is a much better show, guys. And I apologize for that junk we saw last week. But, you know, we're going to go through these in order. And we're going to tell you if we like them, or we'll, you know, we're looking at them in the eyes of adults now instead of kids, so we may see different things that we didn't when we were children. Yep, and this week starts off like all the episodes should start off, just a general lead driving through country roads as the boys is trying to get it dialed in for a race. Absolutely, and even though they didn't show the race, we know for sure that that general lead won. Yeah, we see Bo and Luke driving through town, passing by Ace's used car lot, and Luke spots a wrecked Richard Petty car, causes Bo to stop on a dime. Yeah, and we learned this is Ace's used car dealer. He's the number two car dealer in all of Hazard County, because even he knows that there, he could never be number one. Unlike us, the number one Dukes of Hazard podcast in all the world. Ridge Raiders. Yeah. So we hear Lulu's voice, and Bo and Luke go in and meet her and and uh, flatter her. Boss thinks it's a bunch of bull and wants to get some clean air. And the boys uh, approach old uh, Ace and try to buy the car, and Ace tells them that it's uh, $500, and, and they start to leave, and then Ace, uh, being the opportunity, says, hey, it's 500 today if you leave. It'll be $1,000 tomorrow. Yeah, I think that was actually 700 There was going to be $1,000. Right, I believe you're right. Um, he reminds me of a lot of car dealers I've dealt with in my lifetime. Me too. Um, some shady characters here in the South, guys. I'll let you know. <laughs> They're not always honest Dan. But he comes up with a great plan for these boys to get that car. Yep, being under the pressure of... Uh, by Boss Hogg to get Lulu a car, a particular car question, Rolls Royce, he tells the boys that he'll let them have the car, their car, for $200 if they go and repo that Rolls Royce for him. So reluctantly, the boys you know, agree to it, even get some eye rolls from Uncle Jesse when he get back to the farm. Yeah, but before that, um, when Ace tells Boss his plan, Boss goes another level and says, I know how to uh, make it look where they broke the probation and set up an idea to whenever they bring it back and get the Richard Petty car that they stole it. Oh, yeah, that is right. So when they go to repo the car, Bo walks up to the door with the repo papers, knocks on the door, and when the door opens, he gets greeted by a nasty Doberman Pincher dog. And what was it Waylon said that put a kink in his tractor fence. hose? Fence. Kink in his fence. Yeah. And then you see the boys run off into the woods hiding. And lo and behold, 
the a woman was chasing, which I didn't understand why she was faster than all them other guys, but nonetheless, she's there and she trips or something and falls. They help her up and get the gun away from her. Luke explains, we're on promotion. We can't have these. He throws it down. And uh, Bo's holding her mouth so she can't scream. And asks her if she promises not to scream if he lets her uh, go. And she shakes her head. And, of course, Bo, thinking everybody's honest in the world, let her go. And she uh, bit his hand. This is the second Bo bite by a woman in uh, two episodes. I'm starting to see a theme here. Yep. Well, the boy's upset about how it went down and how Ace set him up to repo from a bunch of shady characters. They went Texas Chainsaw Massacre on that guy. Luke pulled out that chainsaw and Bo, and Luke, uh, Bo just started shooting arrows in the tires. Yep. No Ace, he finally comes out of the car. He's hiding and says, boys, I don't want no hard feelings. Just give me $200 you can have the car. And they fell right into the trap that Boss set for them all along. As soon as they leave, oh, Ace hightails it over to the boys' nest to let the boss know the boys has got the car with no registration paper. You would have thought that Luke or Bo would have sort of been like, hey, a bell of sale or something, but... You would have thought... This is country boys believing a uh, man's ha- word. This is hazard. So, well, uh, both the boys are headed home with the car. Roscoe stops them, and sure enough, they don't have their bill of sale, so Roscoe says he can only assume I just stole the car. And Cooter says, boy, well, you know that's a lie. Yeah, but old Roscoe gets on him, tells him to keep his nose out of it. Yeah, he'd be arrested. And so he tells Enos to read him his rights, and Enos couldn't do it. So I don't know if they ever did get the rights read to them, but they were cuffed and stuffed, and the next thing you see is a scene at the courthouse with them walking out with Jesse. Yep. Had to bail their butts out of jail one more time. And then the boys decide for some reason to go over and talk to Ace and Boss Hall to see if they could square things out. I think Jesse gave them that advice. He said, we just gotta find out exactly what we can do. Story or yeah. Yeah, they go over and talk to him, and Boss Hogg says, well, I got a, you know, a, a deal for you. If you'll go ahead and finish that job for Ace, we'll drop the charges. So the boys go back to planning to get the uh, repo the rolls again, and they borrow their buddy at Cooter's truck. And, and they, they actually borrow Cooter to go with it. <laughs> yep. Then uh, you see him at this, I, looks like a mansion to me. And I don't know if these guys were out of town. If they were, I, I guess they rented this house out or whatever hazard. But uh, you see them in the mansion. And w- these guys are counterfeiters. I, we, we didn't bring that up. at the, But, yeah, we know early on that they're counterfeiters. And they've set up an alarm. Well, Luke and Cooter figured out a way around the alarm. And uh, we see Luke in the Rolls Royce getting ready to hightail it out of there. And Cooter opens the door. But being that this is a car from Honest Ace, the thing goes bad, stalls at the worst time. And we cut the commercial. Yeah, and when we come back, chases ensued. And Bo in the uh, assault vehicle they rigged up, he's going after one. And my Cooter and Luke's getting away in the Rolls. And Bo, he eliminates the uh, other bad guy with the assault vehicle. 
him and Cooter and Luke meet up and you'd think they won the lottery the way they celebrate. Yeah, uh, this thing that they rigged up, for lack of a better term, looked like something out of uh, Road Warriors or whatever because it had spikes on it and pretty much cut all the vehicle apart. Um, I don't even know if that's possible, but hey, it, was, it looked cool on TV. Yeah. Then, uh, like you said, they're they're there celebrating, but then why do you hear cop cars or a cop car? Because weirdly, there was only one cop car, and Enos and Roscoe were riding it throughout this episode. Yeah, and the boys are on the way to take the uh, the rolls back to Ace, and of course Roscoe and Enos stop them again and. Ask him where the repo papers are, and Luke tells him that the dog ate him, which is true. There at the first one, that dog scared Bo. He dropped the papers, and the dog ate him. He tells him, he says, "I ain't got no choice but to believe you stole it." So he takes the car and leaves him standing in the street. Yeah, if they stole the car and he believed that, why didn't he arrest them there? But nonetheless, he left them on a country road to walk home. Yep. So after hoofing it back onto the farm, the boys are talking to Jesse. And Needing some wisdom. Yeah, Jesse says, well, you always want to play a game of uh, dirty pool. The next thing you see is them at Ace's uh, car lot. Cooter drives off in a truck. And then Ace and Boss Hog and Roscoe and everybody shows up. And they said, what are you doing here? Jesse said, oh, we just, I just wanted to come by and tell you how much I appreciate you for rehabilitating my boys. And there's no hard feelings. And then Boss happens to look up and says, hey, Ace, where's all your cars? And, of course, Ace gets all excited because he notices they're gone. And they look in the garage. Everything's been crushed. Everything. I'm talking, they turn these things into Rubik's Cubes. Yep. Well, uh, Lulu goes in and she grabs the ornament up off the grill of the what's left of the Rolls Royce. and says, J.D., you start with this and you give me the rest by nightfall or else. Yeah, and then J.D. tells this man who's just pretty much lost his business, that uh, he's going to have to find a Rolls Royce. Don't think that's happening. This guy's his guy's auto shop is closed down. And as the episode closes out, we see the boys and Jesse walking into the like the courtyard and by some trees and and uh, Luke's kind of down in the dumps talking about how you know to get you know to get justice you got to claw and scratch and fight for it. And Jesse tells him a story about. Ed James and how he always said that as Americans we always have to fight for justice you know and that just stands out to me because with everything we got going on today in our country you know we really do have to fight for our justice and freedoms but you know what stands out to me what stands out to me is that this is the second episode where somebody lost their business I'm back on it folks this this one he lost it because he deserved it the other one, that poor filling station guy that had his merchandise just taken from that woman who had so many thousand dollars and 45 or 75 cents could not pay him. We never saw him again. But the lady went in labor. They had to go. Bull crap. They could have threw at least $100 down or something. But that's why later on you're going to find out there's a lot of abandoned places in Hazard. Most likely, it's that house that those crooks were in. It was probably the field station that the guy owned. And now we've got a used car sales gone, and we have no more cars in Hazard County. I guess now everybody's got to go to Atlanta. Evidently. So, 
anyways, that's Hazard County, and and everything usually ends on a good note. Um, Roscoe let the counterfeiters off. Told me they had 30 minutes to get out of uh, town. But this, you all know, is not the only counterfeit episode in uh, the Dukes of Hazard, And you'll also know that this ain't the only race car driven by a race car driver in Hazard. But that's for a later date. We're just going to wrap it up today. Uh, hoping you can join us next week. So don't forget to like us, subscribe, click that little bell. Any comments or questions you have, leave them down in the comment section below. You, you and next can, week we'll be doing a whole new episode. Yep, and you can find us on YouTube, Breaker, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. Until next time, keep them between the ditches and yeehaw! We the Ridge Raiders do solemnly swear to uphold what's fair and square and to whoop upon anybody what tries to stop us all for one and one for all.